Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Benazes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and changemakers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. So welcome, Craig Connors, to Executive at the Edge podcast. And I know you have an incredible background in this industry. And I'd like to talk to you about, you know, tell us about your background, where you came from, and what's your role in VMware? Yeah, you seem to have, you know, a very impressive and a very impactful role in VMware, especially with this whole SASE and SSC space. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Pascal. It's great to be here. Uh, Currently, I'm the vice president and general manager for the SASE business at VMware, but I've actually been in this SD-WAN slash SASE space sort of since its inception. I started at a company called Talari Networks oh, as part of the founding Talari. engineering yeah. team uh, back in 2007. Yes. And so I was lead developer at Talari for uh, just a little over five years. Then I went to Cisco. Uh, I was in advanced development at Cisco, again, working on software-defined routing and IPsec solutions, very similar to what we do in the SD-WAN space. And then again, joined the early engineering team at Velo Cloud Networks, where I was the chief architect and then the CTO, and now the general manager, of course, in the midst of that, uh, Velo Cloud was acquired by VMware. Well, that's awesome. So you were actually um, with Velo Cloud and with Sanjay and Steve, they were the co-founders, right? Yeah. I, I didn't know that, that's awesome. And, what was your role there? You were I, I was mean, the, yeah, I was the chief architect. So the chief architect. So Sanjay, Steve Wu, uh -huh. and uh, Ajit Maya, they were the three co-founders. Yeah. And then Tom Speeder and I joined as the two software architects right at the very beginning. Ah, so it's all the great uh, software that came out. All the great solutions <laughs> came from you and, and your, your partner. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know you were a software engineer. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Software that's architect it. on top of it. Oh, impressive. Um, so you know what? You know, I think it's really important. We want to know where is this market going? You know, you're like you said, you're the general manager of the SASE group, right? So it's Secure Access Service Edge, and now there's uh, SSE, Secure Service Edge. So we'll talk about it in a minute. But what you know, what is the market driver? Is they're driving this? Obviously, cybercrime is up through the roof. But you know, there's a lot of confusion of what is SASE, what is SSE, how does SD-WAN play in that? So I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts about what's driving all this market. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think SASE is a pretty misunderstood term because it's a term that Gartner had coined back in August 2019 before the pandemic. And post-pandemic, it really became sort of synonymous with remote work. But that's not really what the evolution of the market was about. It was not just about remote work, but about this proliferation of distributed devices, whether it's workers in and out of the office or IoT devices or connected cars or all of these different yes. types of remote access devices. And then the movement of applications from centralized locations like the data center and the cloud to the edge. And so now I have devices moving from a central place to being spread all over. I have applications moving from a central place to being spread all over. And SASE is all about how do I securely connect all of those users and devices with all those applications that are running now at the edge, at the in the cloud, in the data center, all of these different locations. Oh, interesting, because we always think about SASE now is about work from anywhere and blah, blah, blah. But really at the end of the day, you know, obviously SASE was 2019 coined by Gartner. And what you're saying is it was meant to connect all kinds of things from everywhere and secure it and give the connectivity, which really the access part of secure access, right? And uh, and then 
um, Surface Edge was supposed to be where we had this cloud-based, you know, security functions, and it was supposed to be this thin CPE with the SD-WAN, you know, a thin CPE, and, a, and then all the functions were in the cloud, right? That was the kind of the black and white thinking. And, uh, and there was even some functions, you know, defined by Gartner. But um, recently now there has been this separation, and I remember reading an article in SCX Central, and he had some great thoughts about you know, the separation and so on. So talk about, if you can talk about Secure Service Edge, and what is this, this kind of, this kind of market dynamics going on between, you know, SASE on one side, SSE on the other side, and, and they're not really that different. I, to me, it's a crawl, walk, run scenario, but it's a journey, and SASE, I think, is the end of the journey, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. So it's interesting with SASE that, you know, even though remote work isn't the, isn't the core use case that was originally set out. It is a use case that came and accelerated the market so rapidly. Right? Uh, I was part of SD-WAN and watched it take six, seven years to develop. And SASE obviously overnight took fire because of this, this rapid shift to work from home. But at the same time, in the pure analyst view, I think it led to people co-opting the term SASE for things that it wasn't originally intended for. Uh. Right? And so, Last December, Gartner published a memo uh, saying SD-WAN is a foundational component of SASE. And then in January, they published the first SSE Magic Quadrant. And that was really a first attempt to designate what are the services on the networking side, the left side of the Gartner picture, if you can imagine it in your head, what are the services on the security side, the right side of the picture that they like to draw. And so, SSE and SD-WAN are really the two pieces, the two core pieces of the SASE puzzle. And since while the, the market is, is, is maturing rapidly, you know, all of us vendors, either we're security vendors coming to the networking side, or like in VMware's case, we're networking vendors branching out into the security side, we're still maturing across the stack. And so it gave a chance for users to have a clear delineation of, okay, these are the networking vendors, that I want to look at today. These are the security vendors I want to look at today, and this is how they're coming together to put them together long term. But but is SASE the final destination? I believe so, obviously, okay. uh, given my role. And you know, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think it was the final destination. But like I said, I think you know it's a a, a single vendor SASE solution. It's it's just a space that's still maturing, and I think that's why you still see this this separation. This separation. Makes sense. And I, you know, I think you mentioned also that in large multinational and large organizations, there's the networking team and they want to provision their own SD-WAN you know, connectivity. And then there's a cybersecurity team and they want to manage what functions they want. And they kind of want to make sure that they have kind of visibility control, management policy. So can you elaborate a little bit? Is that true? Is that how you see the market too? Yeah, that's true. I mean alongside the products and offerings from all the various vendors maturing, you also have this evolution going on in the organizations where it used to be a network buying decision run by the networking team, a security buying decision run by the security team, you had a separate knock and sock, and they were very isolated things. Uh, I think a great piece of, Sa of SASE that illustrates how that's changing is zero trust network access, where yeah. some folks see it as a networking function, some folks see it as a security service yeah. edge function. Uh, and it's the first place we see both parties coming to the table together to talk about it and make a joint buying decision. And so I think we'll see, as we see SASE solutions mature, we'll also start to see network and security teams converge uh, 
um, and really stop being these two separate silos and, and come together to be one team, one buying decision, one product offering. Got it. Now, I talked to a lot of service providers you know, in the MEF membership, and I see, I see the common thread always, always the same, which is I see a lot of service providers bundling now underlays, overlays, and cybersecurity as their competitive differentiation. <clears throat> Sorry. And so do you see that as, you know, you, obviously you're VMware, you've got huge deployments everywhere. Are they starting to see that's the kind of way to compete against the over-the-top kind of MSSPs, MSPs? Uh, do you think that's kind of where the market's moving is this bundling, underlay, overlay, cybersecurity, comprehensive, the easy button that works? Obviously, there's this, like you said, the single vendor can't supply everything, but, but from a managed provider, they might do integration from different vendors and they might make it look easy you know, and go downstream into the market, the smaller markets. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think part of the ideal end state of SASE is this single pane of glass, single vendor solution. And in, in advance of that, the opportunity that exists for service providers, in addition to you know, what they've so, so successfully done with SD-WAN, which is bundling over, underlay and overlay services, is they have the ability to project as if it's a single pane of glass or is, as if it's a single vendor solution to the customer by delivering it as a fully managed solution. So maybe it's Fortinet and Cisco and VMware under the covers, yes. but from the customer's perspective, it's AT&T, and AT&T is offering me this complete holistic solution. And so I think they have a distinct advantage there. I think the other advantage service providers have is as people are rethinking the way that they, they approach networking and security, I mean, I talked about network and security teams converging. It's also an interesting point where people start to think about insourcing versus outsourcing. And if I'm ready to reapproach my whole model for how I approach networking and security, it might be the first time I'm willing to consider having a service provider come in and deliver that part of the portfolio for me. So I think that's also driving a shift that helps service providers. But wouldn't that, I mean, to me, I've looked at the market numbers, SD-WAN is still over a decade. It's, you know, to me, it's not, you know, maybe seven billion, eight billion, but they're also bundling underlays, overlays. And I think the market over 10 years, I remember ATM came and went in 10 years. And I think, in my opinion, there's such a great value in this whole SASE solution, which bundles the connectivity and the cybersecurity plus zero trust added to that. So isn't the downstream market, all the smaller that just wants the easy button, they don't understand these technical terms. Uh, they just want connectivity to the clouds, their sites, and is it secure? And isn't that the opportunity to make the market, you know, to you know, tens of hundreds of billions of dollars? Yeah, I mean, I think two things, right? First, when you consider this, the market size of, of SD-WAN compared to things like ATM and MPLS, you have to remember that there's also a market dynamic shift that happened where instead of this opportunity for service providers to have sort of direct control over the pricing structure and you know, very tight control over the market, SD-WAN really took that away, built this abstract overlay and gave a, users the chance to change carriers much more easily, and B, introduced a level of competitiveness that never happened before, right? You never had 60 or 70 ATM vendors coming to pitch you. Mm. And so I think 
those combine to drive the price of SD-WAN offerings down, which makes the market seem smaller than it actually is when you compare it relative to those traditional carrier technologies. So first thing I would say is it's a much bigger market than it seems, even if it's only 8 billion, let's say, ARR. Um, I think the second thing is absolutely uh, what you said. There's an opportunity for this to become much bigger. And I don't just think it's in adding security. If you look at what we're doing at VMware, we're building this VMware distributed edge platform of which SASE is the security connectivity layer. But we don't envision stopping at networking and security. And so that easy button goes beyond that. What if in addition to having networking and security integrated, I also had edge computing, and I also had my SBC, and I also had DNS security, and I also had all of these other services that are now folded under this edge umbrella, right. delivered under a single pane of glass. And it's, it's like the ultimate easy button, more and more services being built into this automated software-defined model. And that's where we have, you know, I like to think of it as the hyperscaler level of growth. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And you think about, we think SASE, we also think about, you know, the extended detection response and the management of that. So that's another area that you can add into that portfolio too, right? Because it's one thing to secure, but what, and we know there will eventually be zero day attacks and they will come through and, you know, penetrate your, your postures. But the question is, how do you respond to that? And so that's, that's, that's a hard thing to figure out what's real and what's not real and how to respond to it, how to mitigate it, you know. And so that's another area that we're not even discussed, you know, on that. So you're talking about like that complete portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think security use cases well beyond what we're thinking about today. One of the interesting things that happened alongside the pandemic is the rise of cryptocurrency and the way that cryptocurrency made it much easier for attackers to monetize yes. attacking people. Now I have this untraceable way yeah. of delivering ransomware and monetizing it. And so attackers, if you look at the entire history of computing and the internet, it's never been so easy to be a black hat and make money. Yeah, right? It was always about totally. chaos and disruption. Yeah. And so I think you'll see a much higher need for security, uh, much more much more widespread need for security and advanced threat protection techniques than we used to have as a result of that. Right, right, totally. And I think a lot of the business, I mean, if you look at all the businesses worldwide, they say 75% of the businesses are small to medium businesses. And they have no, and you know, they're making whatever they do. They don't have an understanding of this stuff, nor do, should they. And they're, you know, they're relying on that kind of easy button. But they also have to make sure that when they rely on it, it is truly going to secure them. It's really going to provide the connectivity of the cloud and the performance they need and not have problems because they're not technical and they don't have tech support. And, you know, of course, the managed services is on the rise. So I think what you're saying is that um, there's one, one thing is to package many, many, many portfolios of solutions. And VMware is certainly doing that, right? And then also make it through the managed offerings of the providers deliver a very simplified understanding of what they're getting. That's right. Um, you know, we have more than 16,000 SD-RAN customers wow. at VMware. And up, in, up to two years ago, only 5% of them had advanced threat protection as part of their network. Wow. And it's grown to more than 10% over the last two years. And, and, but that still leaves a huge portion of the market that's not rolling out advanced security. And so I think that's a, an area of growth to your point. You make it easy for them to consume at the same time that the world is unfortunately making it necessary for them to consume 
and it gives a huge opportunity for growth. Great. Well, you know, we just got a few moments left in this podcast, but what, you know, digital transformation, we're seeing it everywhere, digital economy, there are all kinds of new use cases. Or, to me, it represents all new revenue. And you talked about the edge, you know, we're obviously sassy and all this has to run at the edge. So any thoughts on kind of where are we going with this whole edge digital transformation? Obviously VMware has a huge position portfolio. Any thoughts in final, you know, few minutes left? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think the three leading use cases we see for this digital transformation at the edge today are in healthcare, manufacturing, and retail, mm. which is interesting because you think about like factory of the future, and, right. and we have customers who have completely moved to this you know, AI ML-based model for delivering on their factory floors. Those are verticals that were historically not very innovative verticals. Yes, exactly. And so to see you know, healthcare and manufacturing driving a digital transformation is pretty fascinating, uh, just as an industry guy. And so I think you know, these, these types of use cases are gonna continue to emerge, uh, whether it's connected cars, whether it's factory of the future, whether it's fully immersive interactive retail, and all of those use cases are driving the need for SASE and edge services. But will you know, VMware provide these deep neural networks that are trained for specific functions, or is that gonna be the hyperscalers? I mean, there is the IoT analytics, you know, that will also be on AIML. There's all this, this smart glasses, AR, VR coming in, you know, smart glasses and you know, the metaverse and whatever. I mean, is this also part of the VMware portfolio that you're eventually gonna to have to bake in as to be competing in this area? Or do you think that's kind of the hyperscalers will take over that? I mean, I think VMware will continue our sort of ethos of being this generic platform to run things on top of. Now okay. we've added networking and security to that platform. So not only are we providing the edge compute, but we're securely connecting all your users to it. You bring in Carbon Black and we're protecting the applications running at the edge. You got it. And yes, we do have some areas, uh, some products in those areas you mentioned, right? Our edge network intelligence, for instance, does okay. IoT classification and security, but no one vendor is gonna be able to tackle all of these different areas. That's right. But being able to be the ubiquitous platform to provide s compute services, whether they're in your data center with traditional VMware stack, whether they're at the edge with our VMware edge compute stack, whether they're in Amazon on VMware cloud, we've got this common platform for delivering containers and virtual applications anywhere. And now with SASE, a way to connect them securely. Yeah, it's amazing. I just came back from a conference and cloud native was everywhere. And so everything's gone cloud native functions and microservices and you know and the service meshes and sidecars and my gosh it's like wow this this world is moving so rapidly so look in closing you know we just got literally about a minute left any thoughts about uh, to the listeners about your thoughts about where the future is what you think is some major takeaway points you Yeah to I mean I think you you just touched on it the world is going cloud native the world is shifting to the application developers really having the power and the thing is the application developers, you know, they, they don't necessarily understand networking and security and they don't really want to, no, right? That's so true. what we're trying to build at VMware and our ultimate vision is a platform where an application developer says, here's an application, here's the requirements, it needs this much compute, it needs this kind of latency, it needs this kind of storage, make it happen. And 
the platform is intelligent enough to place the workload in the right place, cost optimize it for you, optimize it for its SLOs, and deliver secure access from everywhere to that application without those application developers having to get involved in thinking about how yeah, to do that. Yeah, so that's brilliant, well said. Well, you know, Craig, we're coming to the end here. I want to really thank you for your time. It's really great to have a luminary like you on this uh, podcast and i um, very grateful and looking forward to uh, seeing all the great, great innovation that VMware is coming up, uh, delivering on, and also your role as a GM of SASE and see that space really take off. So thank you. Thanks, Pascal. Great to be here. Always great to chat with you.